You're listening to Japan Baseball Weekly. News, interviews, analysis, and hot takes about all 12 NPB teams. Hosted by Jim Allen and John E. Gibson. Hi, and welcome to the Japan Baseball Weekly Podcast. It's for the week of October 9th. I'm John Gibson, and with me on a Saturday night slash Sunday morning is my buddy Jim Allen. How you doing, dude? Wow, it's, you know, we're leaving Wilson Pickett in the dust. Forget the midnight hour, dude. <laughs> midnight hour, that went by. <laughs> yeah, Wicked Wilson, sorry, dude. You're, you're, you're a has-been. I, and I don't mean that. I love Wilson Pickett, but it's one thirty, so, yeah. <laughs> At the midnight hour, <laughs> I like to be picking at my pillow. <laughs> Long oh, well. we not, nobody has to clean it up. Whoa, <laughs> anyway. All right, well, let's get going on this week's show. We've got, and I love saying this <laughs> first year Bay Stars import JBW, <laughs> JB Wendelkin. He's the guest for a second time. We're going to discuss the playoff finishes. Yeah, I guess in the Central League, because we're really not done in the Pacific League. And then we're mm-hmm. going to discuss Tatsunori Hara and the Giants situation on the bench and hit some notes. So let's start swinging. Clearing the bases. All right. So uh, I need to clear something up from last week. I thought it was weird that Gosuke Kato had a U.S. passport. And although I said he was born in Japan probably because it was in the middle of the night and I wasn't thinking and didn't have anything written down. Uh, He was born in the U.S. and came to Japan as an infant before going back to California to live. So the fighter's ace, uh, Deanna Rubin, helped clear that up for us uh, via Twitter.com slash X. So my mistake, and and we love Deanna, and and I'm glad she listened because I know that she's not a regular listener to the show, and I don't think she said, the last time I asked her to listen to the show about 10 years ago, she said, I don't really do podcasts. (laughs) So she did put us on, so I apologize. Glad to get the course correction on that and uh, get that detail out of the way. So anyway, on Wednesday, I went to Tokyo Dome and spent a few minutes with J.B. Wendelkin, who has uh, he was on the show on July 30th. That was episode 24 this year. And he, JB has moved into the closer role for DNA. He says it's temporary. Uh, he posted three saves, that I believe, without a, a blown save or anything. But uh, I, I don't have those numbers. But I, I don't think he had any trouble in terms of not giving up runs. He has 33 holes this season, has been a really strong piece in the Bay Stars bullpen, a 166 ERA, 56 strikeouts in 59.2 innings, a whip of 1.04. So very strong numbers for Yokohama. The Bay Stars went on to uh, lose that night later on Wednesday. They lost one nothing the Giants in their regular season finale, and that ended their run for second place. So they will play the carp at Mazda Zoom Zoom Stadium in the first round of the playoffs, that three-game series, that they have about 10 days off uh, between games. So they've got to sit around and, and somehow try to stay sharp before playing that first stage of the CLCS at Hiroshima. Now, I talked to JB in front of the dugout on the third base side as the Yomiuri Giants were about to make some drama. <laughs> uh, wow. With their, with their... <laughs> brings back some memories, huh? <laughs> it does indeed. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was a very eventful Wednesday, one nothing game that they lost. And uh, we got some insight and some laughs with JB prior to the game. So let's take a listen. 
We're here with JBW again. Thank there you, you very much, uh, JB, for taking some time with us today. No problem. All right, so how are you feeling? How's the arm? I'm feeling good. Feeling really good. Now, you guys have been, I don't know, mixed up in pitching the seventh, eighth, ninth inning. It has been different a lot this season. Yeah. What is going on in the bullpen right now? Uh, it's just, it's, it feels like it's every other bullpen. There's guys that kind of like aren't having the best year, so you kind of have to fill voids and step up in situations that probably you're not used to or whatnot, and it, it goes for everybody. And uh, we, it seems like, uh, just like in the States, it's trial and error. You give guys chances to try new things, and it kind of sticks, and if it doesn't stick, you kind of move on. So I think that right now it's pretty, pretty – uh, I think we got some pretty solid roles going, but uh, for the most part, it's just when, you, when the phone rings, you go out there and do your job. Now, I don't know. Would you say it has developed or evolved into this, or how would you categorize it? I can't say. I can't say evolved. Uh, I guess <laughs> I would say developed more, more along that line because it's just with it's like I said, filling injuries or filling something that 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 kind of came out of the blue or something like that. So I'd say it's more of a developmental thing. Just kind of like going with the flow and seeing how things went. Now, how about your role? How has that evolved or yeah. developed? So I started off like me coming in. I essentially assumed that I was going to be a long reliever kind of guy, like get some some innings where the games aren't going quite to the team's plan. So that was my initial plan. So I even took some at bats in the cage and stuff to try to be ready for anything. You never know. Yeah. Uh, and I've kind of like I feel like I earned my stripes a little bit. And the, um, the manager Mir kept he gives. Uh, Give us words of encouragement and started to trust me a little more, give me more opportunities, and kind of just one thing went to the next, and injuries or things didn't go quite right. So it's kind of like I just kept kept moving up the ladder more and more as the year went on. So how how is this closer role for you? Uh, it's it's right now a spot filler. I'm literally filling in for Morihara uh, whenever mm-hmm. he gets back and he's healthy, where he's ready to roll. I'm just. I'm here to fill the spot. So you're the utility reliever. There you go. That's perfect. <laughs> perfect. I feel like I'm pretty good at that, too. All right. Well, I think your results say the same. So now what has been the biggest key to success for the Bay Stars pitching staff this season? Uh, the relentless, just non, non-giving non up, like basically just constantly attacking the hitters and being being in the zone and being aggressive and letting them know that we're not backing down from any challenge. And I think it, it shows in many, many ways more or more ways than one. Um, that these guys, they, that we don't, we don't back down from much of anything, and I, and I, I praise a lot of these guys on that. They, they, the young guys coming in, stepping up, and I mean, absolutely, it's, it's it's fun to watch when you see guys not really, not really care about the situation, more along the lines of just going out there and doing their job. Yeah, I mean, it looks like the starters as well have have evolved because it looks like you've gone through guys, frontline guys. Imanaga was up there for yeah. a while, and now Ozuna is just he's untouchable. A, he's doing it. It's in, and like I said, it's it's. If you watch his outings, like he's in the zone 99% of the time, it seems like. He's just forcing contact. He's making guys uncomfortable by putting them in situations where they're not wanting to see the pitch they're, they're sitting on or something like that. So it's, it's, it's fun to see when, when guys are clicking, and it seems it makes the game looks like the game's easy for them, and that's what's, that's what's really fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, the, the last outing, it looked like he, he could walk up and couldn't put the ball any closer to where he wanted to actually throw it than was actually possible. I, I mean, you know, it's crazy. It's not even the last outing. That's just. He's got 16 wins for a reason. That guy, he's <laughs> he's he's locked. He's locked in. <laughs> All right, now the playoff race has obviously been close most of the season, but mm-hmm. it, it looks like with this being the last uh, regular season game that it's going to go down to the last pitch to decide the final standing. So what do you see as the difference between your team and uh, Hiroshima team? Uh, 
the overall, I feel like our team is, is, is battle-worn. I feel like we were up up really big one month, and then we hit, went down in one month, and it was like, it was always a, a, a it's almost like you're winning, you're win, it's too easy, and then it was too hard, and it was kind of like a good battle. So, like, I feel like we, we, we were just, we had a little bit more trials and tribulations throughout the year, and I think it's going to, you're going to see that more on our side. It, it, as it seems to, to me, as a, uh, just one of those things where we 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 got our tail whipped that that the uh, first few games of the season it seemed like we we turned it around really quick too so you see like I, like I said the trials tribulation and just relentless battle so I feel like we're going to come out on top of of course now what makes the carb team so difficult to pitch to they don't have a lot of power guys but they do have a little bit of power sprinkled throughout the lineup and most guys can can you know hit the ball hard uh, it's just overall, I feel like when it comes to any team, just a little bit on the 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 patient side and understanding the guys have to pitch to them, and I think that that, that leads into a lot of pressure, putting a lot of pressure on the pitchers. As in, like I've seen a lot of a lot of these teams done it throughout the year. It's just as long as they're patient, I feel like their their results are a lot better. And I think that 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 carp team's been pretty patient and relentless, and I think they 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 have a pretty good idea of what's going on there in the box. Right, right, right. Now let's compare the mounds. How is the hill at Yokohama versus the hill at Mazda? Uh, Mazda, the hill's got another hill. It's got two hills. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's if if you're not used to it, you kind of like are you do like you, you normal stride, and you're like, all right, I feel like I hit the ground really early there. So it's like, all right, let me just kind of slow it down. So you try to change your tempo a little bit, and <laughs> sure enough, you still hit it. So it's like there's another hill right where your landing foot is. So it's it's kind of a, a little bit of a, a pain at first but you do get used to it it just takes some time hopefully within one batter it takes that's all you should need um but yokohama it's really good is all the all the way through and through it's the the ground is hard it's it's it it's soft when it needs to it seems like it 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 bounces right bounces right for the pitcher for um for when it really needs means the most i feel like there's a couple times where both mounts have been really terrible throughout the year and it's literally the next time you go out there it's been perfect so it's like it's flip a coin Hmm. Yeah, I mean, we heard uh, recently that the bullpen mounds sometimes are different mm-hmm. than the actual game mounds. I feel like that's uh, at pretty much all the stadiums. I feel like I feel like there's it's kind of hard to mimic because not everything's going to be perfect by no means. But um, the uh, like Hanshin's mound, those are two different mounds. Bullpens, and thing. Hiroshima's two different mounds. Ours is pretty close actually. Ours is really good. Um, here's pretty close as well. Um, but like swallows is different as well. So like it, it, it kind of just it, I mean, it is what it is. I think the soft dirt has something to do with it as well. When it comes to that black dirt, sometimes it's it, it could be softer and kind of like play with your mind a little bit. And uh, but yeah, the the bullpen mounds are. I feel like they're the best. You know, <laughs> you swap you swap the bullpen mounds. I think you got a, a solid set of mounds for this league. I love it. I love it. All right, last one. I'm gonna let you get uh, off to practice here. Now, this situation here, you're playing in the final regular season game of the of the year, and you got to win to uh, get home field advantage. And that's why I'm asking you about both mounds because we don't know which one you're gonna be playing. At, but yeah. is this the, like the first time, or how many times have you been in situations like this where the, that last game determines so much? I feel like it's every year anymore. <laughs> I feel like it's 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 a dogfight all the way to the end and i feel like even in the states like when we were making pushes it was always a push right there for the last few games so i I think it just comes with baseball it's like it's a natural natural competition between guys and then once it comes down to the wire it's like oh it's it's closer than what you think so 
even here, it's not really much changed. The game's, game's still the same. It's just one less game or one more game and on to the playoffs. But it, like I said, it's very comparable. It's like we're all, we're all fighting. And then lo and behold, we're in the playoffs and it's like, or we're in a playoff race and it's like the last, last second. I feel like it's the same on both sides. Yeah, well, um, you know, good luck and hopefully you can play that game at home and then I can go. There you go. <laughs> All right, that. good luck. All right, thank you. All right, appreciate it, Dave. All right, the stopgap stopper. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. He's the utility reliever. I loved all that stuff. What stuck with you after you listened? Well, that, yeah, having, uh, I spoke with him about a month ago and talking about, you know, I was just sort of picking up on what you had talked with him about, about mounds and so on earlier. And we talked about that. And I said, you know, how do you get used to the mounds? And he says, well, I don't really get used to them. I just go out and see how it goes. I mean, I, he, <laughs> said, he said he just he just loved uh, this is in, when I spoke to him. He said uh, he just loves sort of doing it on the fly. He mm. likes being he likes that seat of the pants kind of adventure. <laughs> so you think he's perfect. You know, he's perfect for being a bullpen guy who's like, yeah, when we want you, we'll call you. And he's completely good with that. Yeah. Everything seems to him. Well, I, you know, I don't know what's going on inside his brain, but he. You don't know what's going on inside your brain. So let's start there. <laughs> well, true, but we that's we take that for granted. I mean, but I'm I'm saying this because I'm not trying to to I'm only trying to say that how it appears to me is that he has this he portrays himself as this guy who likes doesn't like to know everything. He doesn't like to figure out too much in advance. He doesn't want to spoil the mystery. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, figuring out too much in advance, I, I won't say no too much in advance because there's pretty much very little you can know about your opponents. I mean, in, in real in real knowledge, you know, this is going to happen and, and, you know, this is what this guy does. There's very little. So he doesn't he doesn't seem to try to overthink things. And I, I think that's probably the best way to put it. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I was interested. I'm, I guess I'm still trying to visualize the hero, the Mazda stadium mound that has a double mound. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to talk to the next time I talk to Makoto Kemna, Kemna and, uh, and Alan Curry, I got to ask him about that. And I'm, I, I'm almost guaranteeing I'm going to get this like side eye eye roll kind of thing double what <laughs> it's our it's our mound what are you talking about we we want it that way <laughs> i know or somebody yeah. well or somebody exactly what you know is we've had this story in the past about teams tailoring their mounds for specific pitchers on their team mm-hmm. so it could be that you know that's the way Daichi. My guess that either Morishita and you know one or two of their pitchers like it that way, mm. because it suits their stride or something. And the other ones can you know, as the Cebu Lions once said to basically to Takayuki Kishi, you can go hang if you want it. If you want a different mound, hey, go someplace else. See if we care. 
Nice. We didn't mean it. Yeah, we didn't mean it. We didn't mean play for the Eagles. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so uh, we've seen that in the past, but I thought that was really interesting. And now I, I was also fascinated. I was fascinated in a good way by your question whether the the base stars apparent, I don't know what, I don't want to call it chaos, but the base stars difficult to read bullpen um, shifts were due to evolution or development i that is that is an absolutely crackerjack question but the only problem i had it was not with the question but it's really a question that he probably needed to hear in advance and sort of figure out sure yeah because he was like going you know it's always development and then he explained essentially how it was evolution and said yep that's development yeah (laughs) but but i think if we you know if we that was one of those ones where yeah if he had had an advance i'll bet we could have got you know and if he actually knew about it in advance which is you know if provided it's something that he allowed himself to know about in advance and wasn't gonna you know ignore it sure uh, because he didn't want to you know, he didn't want to lose the mystery of the question (laughs) (laughs) then uh, i'll bet we get a real good answer yeah but that yeah. was a great question. I love that one. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah. I the two hill Hiroshima situation really stuck out for me. That was like I'm like, what? You know, and we it's so funny coming off the interview in which we had comments about the bullpens being the bullpen mounds being different. Mm. I I made it a point to get that question in. And sure. you know, <laughs> sometimes you anticipate, well, this question might flop. Uh, we might not get anything, you know, there's no difference. Still got to go out there and pitch. You know, you get that kind of response mm-hmm. from some of the players. <laughs> Pretty much everyone. Never in my wildest dreams did I expect to hear, uh, you know, anything about a double heel in Hiroshima. So that was that was kind of cool because I it caught me off guard. Um, but I, I just I just appreciate him breaking down that mound situation for us and the mounds in general i think he went through all the central league mounds for us uh mm. and the bullpen situations there so so that was cool um and i guess you know it's 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 easy and it's hard to comment on uh i guess exactly where he was talking about where we there were times when it was too easy for them in terms of winning and times too difficult because you don't want to point out a particular uh matchup but I, I we can say with with great ease that they dominated the match matchup against the dragons and that was very much the easy time um because they were they were i think at the beginning of the season they had some ridiculous streak going uh, back to last season right. where they hadn't lost to the dragons at all and um I believe that I know they swept them at the fir- in the first series, and they I think they swept them all, or won the first two in the second series of the season. So had a double digit streak against the Dragons in particular, and I think it was sixteen and eight. Correct, sixteen and eight with one tie. Sixteen and eight against the Dragons, and and Jim says in one tie as well. So that that's the the matchup they dominated, and then they 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 did have some trouble with Hiroshima. Um, mm-hmm uh 10 and 10 and 14 against Hiroshima so that's not it's not a bad mark especially mm-hmm. against the team that finished right there with you but uh, you have to go and play this CLCS at their house and that's going to be a challenge for them but yeah I just you know I, I like talking to JB he's such an upbeat person he's mm. so willing to talk to us as soon as uh, he didn't come out early and now you know s- sitting there at, in the dugout the way we're 
position now. Uh, you've got to get guys as they come out onto the field or they go out into the outfield in the center field, the pitching group, and they do their work out there under a, basically protection of a net netting and tent kind of stuff. So it's very difficult to if you if you miss them when they come out, you, you might not get them. And so JB came out and he said he looked up at the clock. He said, well, we got 10 minutes. Let's go. You know, so he, we did the interview before he went to doing his stretch and all that stuff. So that was really cool. And he's like I said, such a friendly guy. And that, mm. that whole win or lose, I think he's, you know, he's going to go home saying what all athletes and most most baseball players, you know, I did what I could, you know, <laughs> and he'll be happy with that. You know, you can only put your best out there. And and once you do that, uh, the results are what they are. And I think that's what his whole attitude is. And it's just really refreshing and nice and fun to talk to. So we appreciate him coming on the show for sure. Yeah, I did too. And just the last thing I'll add at this, I, I realized uh, about the beginning of September for a variety of sort of sentimental reasons, but listening to a song and I thought, you know, September is a great time. It's a great time to ask a question, which I had never, I, I've kind of asked before, but never really thought about it a lot, which is, you know, the season's almost over. You're think you've got to be thinking, looking back on the season, what you did right, what you did wrong, mm. and and maybe knowing what you know now, what do you think you need, you know, what what did your season teach you about what you need to do moving forward? Mm -hmm. And I, I've kind of asked it, but never, I guess, so specifically. I Maybe because I don't plan enough and I'm, I got that little JBW gene in me. I want I want to you know take things as they go. Yeah, you, not not the show, the person. Not the show, the JB <laughs> Wendelkin. I got you. Thing. So, but I but I I started asking people, uh, but unfortunately, the problem is when you get to September, it's it's hard to catch up with everybody because yes, yes. the teams stop showing up regularly. Or, and there were other things going. I was a was on vacation <laughs> yeah, and so, also got some other assignments that prevented me from going to the ballpark. So anyway. Yeah. Well, let's uh, reflect by looking back at this Central League uh, finale mm -hmm. that was on Wednesday. And uh, again, thanking JBW for being on JBW. Always like that. He's always going to be down in our history as that as a friend of the show, because, gosh, we're 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 namesakes, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, so the Bay Stars sent uh, Katsuki Azumo, whom we mentioned in the interview, out mm -hmm. for uh, his club record breaking attempt uh, at getting 13 consecutive uh, winning decisions. And he was working on eight days rest and he allowed a two out hit to the number eight hitter. Now, Naoki Yoshikawa uh, in the uh, early on in the game, it might have been the first or second inning. I'll look it up as I'm talking here, but that was it. That was the only run of the game. And the base stars end up losing and they end up settling for third place in the central league and I, I mean i was it had to be a disappointing kind of thing but we spoke about how their offense and it was the second inning that the runs was scored we talked about their offense not really getting the job done not being kind of hit or hit or miss and they were uh i i want to credit iori yamasaki of the giants mm -hmm. because he tossed his first pro shutout and he reached double digits and wins for the first time in his career and he's a th third year pitcher and and he even i i guess i don't know if they scored it an error in the ninth inning, but he allowed a base runner because he didn't feel the ball. It had to be an error. And um, 
and he still pitched through that and got the shutout. And I, I don't know if that was the Giants wanting him to get that, uh, having pitched that many, you know, getting to the ninth inning. I don't know what it was because it, it would seem to me that that would be right up. That would be on brand for Tatsunori Hara to go out there and change pitchers. In fact, make three pitching changes in the ninth <laughs> to get to the shutout because it was a one nothing game and he let them out there. Uh, with the go-ahead run on base and the kid got out of it and you know like I said notched his first shutout and all that stuff but ah that that kind of game scares me for the base stars because that's what could happen on the road against the carp because they're going to face the top pitchers from that team and you know could he could shut them down oh Sarah, you mentioned him he could shut them down uh, or Roki Tokoda, yeah. Tokoda shut that. Who, who, we don't know exactly who might get that first one. I think based on results, Tokoda might even pitch pitch the first game, right? Uh, yeah, you would think because they want him to be, they want him to be early on in the final stage. So yeah. And then you've got uh, Morishita there as well. So I mean, that kind of uh, you know offensive, those kind of issues cropping up at, in a in a big game in which they could have won and had the, and I told JB, I said, man, I want you to win because <laughs> I get to watch the game at Yokohama. I can go to one of the games. I can't go to Hiroshima. Mm. So, um, so they finish in third place, but I mean, it's a virtual tie uh, for the base stars and uh, congratulations to the, to the carp. And I think you picked that, right? I did. Yeah. Having I picked carp something. Second pitch. <laughs> I picked a lot of things, but that was the one that, uh, didn't end up looking like it came out <laughs> came out of my nose okay thank you thank you above the waist north of the border thank you thank you so much so yeah that, you're, welcome. That, you're welcome he's just the uh, the temerity this guy <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah I, I i again credit uh yamasaki he pitched really well and and um that's the way it falls. So we, we go Hanshin number one, we go the Carp number two, and Bay Stars number three. And, and the uh, like I said, they're almost ten days. It's almost uh, we're gonna have an empty week next week, but we do have an interview. We have an interview on deck that Jim got recently, so we'll have that next week. But we've got an empty week, so we can look at our uh, matchups and and we have an excellent couple of uh, high heat questions waiting for us too, mm. so we can do those things. But um, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to the first round of the playoffs. It has been a long season. Uh, we it has been fun going out and getting these interviews and talking to these players. And uh, you know, it's almost back to normal, save for the uh, limitations on access <laughs> to the field and all that stuff. Yeah, I don't really know how that's going to. Sh- I'm 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 kind of fearing that when they get to the Japan series, they say, "Well, you know, we should cut down." And of course. I don't know how they think they're going to manage the Japan series with the reporters in the stands. Mm. You know, I, they must, they must be pulling their hair out for explanations. <laughs> well, they'll, they'll come up with something. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I, 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 I need to get my hotel reservations for Fukuoka and Hiroshima just in case, but uh Yeah. All right, let's move on to the Pacific League now. Uh, I sing this song, been singing this song every every week for the past two weeks, so I won't sing it because I think they're gutted. Oh, Jim is making, Jim's taking his earphones out of 
<laughs> I, it's a preventive measure. No, they're little and they're gutted almost. I mean, they they, they look dead one day they lose, or in this case today, they tied. Then, But they still are alive, technically. So um, the Eagles got a three-run home run in uh, the middle of the game. I think it was the sixth inning. They got a home run tonight mm-hmm. and then tied the score. And that's the way it ended after 12 innings, 5-5. So that helped the Hawks seal second place. Right. But had the Eagles won this game tonight and they have a game on Monday, that there's no games on Sunday, and they have a game on Monday, and they, had they won – Today and on Monday, they would have finished in second place. I can't even believe that. That is so hard to fathom. <laughs> but they lost, so uh, now they they're going to have provided uh, the the Hawks have one more game left as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so the Hawks would have to lose. Well, but they they could have won out to get into second places with the Proyaki news people were saying. Oh, really? So, so okay. yeah. Mm. So I guess the, maybe they had the tiebreaker somehow. And well, I all all I was looking and I I calculated all the permutations. Okay. <laughs> today, uh, I wasn't thinking so much about the Eagles. I was thinking about who's in and who's out. And there was uh, virtually the only chance a uh, Rock Ten could could uh, uh, excuse me SoftBank could miss the playoffs was losing both games. Mm-hmm. And then some other, and then a rare combination of the Eagles and the, I didn't have bring my calculations or at the office. And then one permutation of the Eagles and, <laughs> and uh, Marines. So pretty much they, they were virtually guaranteed a spot, but as far as the Eagles getting into the playoffs, today's game was essentially meaningless because uh, whether they won, lost, won, lost, or tied, mm-hmm. being in the play, it didn't matter whether they were going to get into the playoffs or not. That all depends on Monday. Everything is winner take all on Monday. And they play the Marines straight up. They play them at home. Right. Um, and uh, it looks like Loki Sasaki is not going to pitch because they guesses that i've seen out there i saw one on tv and a couple in the newspaper i'm sorry on the internet uh where that uh kazuya ojima might pitch or cc mercedes or or yeah kazuya. lefty makes sense sure yeah i don't know but that's that's a winner take all game like you said and so th- who has the tiebreaker then or is there a tiebreaker because there, there is games. there is because the tiebreaker is Bingo, bango, bongo. The teams are 12 and 12. Head to head. Yep. Oh, no. So, so the tiebreaker is yeah. whoever wins. Well, what if They're it's a tie? Top. If it's a tie, then if it's a tie, the, the Marines win. They'll, the Eagles. Yeah. The Eagles. That was going to be the situation regardless of whether the Eagles won, loss, or tied. They had to win Monday. A tie or a win by the Marines on Monday will clinch the the third and final playoff spot. Wow. I can't speak to the the Eagles having a shot. I wasn't listening to the game. I had to mention those things going on. But Oh, I had so much going on today. I barely got to see any baseball. I was lucky. I did watch Carter <laughs> Stewart pitch and and I was I was again very impressed, impressed. with his yeah. upside. Yeah, he was that he that pitching well. Inning, yeah, he was. The sixth inning was a bit of a disaster. I mean, he threw some bad. I'll I'll say he threw some bad pitches, but but you know he he reminds me so much 
not not in in terms of uh, his uh, repertoire or his um, you know or the style, but he, he reminds me so much of a guy like Taisuke Yamaoka mm. or uh, a couple of years ago Hiroki Tokuda, who who would you'd watch these games or Soichiro Yamazaki, you'd watch these games and you'd watch this magnificent stuff coming out of his hand. Mm. And you think, when this guy gets it, becomes more consistent, you know, and learns that, you know, this is happening here and this is what I need to do, he is going to be absolutely electric. (laughs) Because he's, that, that fastball, when he... Oh, I did see a. I did see uh, the weirdest, probably surprising, pitch. He got a, a big strikeout on a swing and miss on a f- splitter, and his splitter is now pretty good too. He said he'd been throwing good in the farm team, and when we did the interview, he said he hadn't thrown it in in uh, at the big club, but he threw it three days, like a couple, three times, a couple of days later, and now it's becoming a regular pitch for him. It is pretty good. But he threw one up in the guy's eyes and he swung. How do you swing under a high fork ball? Is I'm, I'm still trying to figure that one out. You don't recognize the pitch. <laughs> I has to had to have been. He probably thought it was a, a, a high fastball. Uh, I can get to it. He must have thought it was a <laughs> curveball because or something. <laughs> um, well, uh, yeah. So the situation, the half game back are the Eagles uh, behind the Marines. And so, yeah, basically a win will put them a game, a half game up and put them in the third place and into the playoff race. I'm sorry, into the playoff position or playoff berth. So that'll be a fun game to watch. And (laughs) there are two games on Monday. (laughs) What are they doing here? Don't they know it's it's NFL Monday? I mean, give me a break. One of them is at two o'clock, and that's the game. It's a day game at at Rakuten. Right, because it's a national holiday. Yeah. So thanks, thanks a little. Uh, (laughs) So I'll try to try to finish up my football. Well, I'm good. Well, it's my day off, and I'm off. Yeah, and and because it's a national holiday, I won't have my normal Japanese lesson early in the afternoon. All right. Well. It should be a heck of a day, and then we'll have both leagues decided by the last pitch of the, not the season in the Pacific League, definitely well, was the last pitch of the regular season in the Central League. Well, but, last it'll be well, it'll be the last pitch between the two teams who can get into the playoffs. Right, so right. That's, the other two teams are already in. That's so. about as good as you can get. get. Yeah, that's true. It's true, and um, I, I really have enjoyed watching the Eagles make this gutty little run here at the end of the the season but they did they just fell short and and it's not a surprise i mean they even arranged to, i guess to throw their top three pitches in this series that they played against the soft bank hawks last weekend or the weekend previous uh the september 30th and they had uh takayuki kishi they had masahiro tanaka and they had takahiro norimoto uh, over a stretch of four practically must win games and they went one and three and uh, it was the young buck <laughs> who actually won the game from Kosei Shoji was the guy who ended up winning. But the three you know, big guns they wanted out there to win didn't really get the job done. So tough way to go out if they end up going out. It's unfortunate. But like like we said, they still have time and they have Monday. 
But I don't know. I'm I'm kind of torn because Yoshi Masato Yoshi, the manager of the, of the Marines, has done such a good job as a first year guy. Even in his remarks to the the stadium crowd in that last home game, uh, he was just so gracious and so friendly and so nice. It's just I just want to hug him. <laughs> and so if they go down, I, I I you know again they've been really careful with Loki Sasaki. I don't think they've um, maybe used him enough in some cases they've really really babied him but they're really they're really in this it seems like it's a mutual thing hey we're gonna take care of you and we're not gonna wreck your major league career by wearing you out in japan and uh, maybe he said the same thing i don't want to have my major league future wrecked by my career here in japan this is uh you know, this is what I'm using as my my minor league <laughs> to get to the the MLB major league situation. So I don't know. It just seems really odd that that they don't. You know, that we saw him a couple three inning starts and then he's gone, and then they said he's injured, and then they don't bring him back. Um, no, uh, he was oh, he, the three innings. He wasn't injured. He, was he wasn't. Sick. He was sick. Okay. He had a fever, and he was then uh, did a had a COVID deactivation. COVID deactivation, but I expected to see him before now. You know, yeah, I expected to see him. I, I think we're going to see him. <laughs> I think if uh, if Lotte wins or ties on Monday, then we'll see him. Well, that's that's what I'm talking about. He should be pitching on Monday. You know, he should be pitching on one that, would, in that one, game. One would think. Oh well, and I I thought that was why they did the bullpen. You know, on on Friday was to you know was to set things up for for Monday, but right, uh, right. All right. Well, let's make a four seam transition to Harakiri. <laughs> oh, very good. So yeah, Tatsumi or or Haragatatsu. Haragatatsu Nori. Okay, Jim killing us here. <laughs> I'm trying. No, Jim's the only angry. I was the one who was killing it. Hashtag <laughs> high heat. <laughs> the eyes are rolling so far. Oh, they're going to knock down all the bowling pins. They're rolling so much. Um, so, uh, like I said, at Tokyo Dome on Wednesday, I just kind of, I, I did not know that, I didn't see a report the night before on Tuesday. Jim said news was leaking that uh, Tatsunori Hara was going to step down as manager from the Giants. Uh, as early night? as Tuesday, yeah, mm-hmm. Tuesday night, yes, as early as Tuesday night. I didn't see those reports, uh, and plus, I didn't really stay for the game. I had daddy duties at home, so I had to do that interview. I, I, you know, hung around as long as I could, and then I took off to get back home. But you know, you, it, it was in the air, so uh, I, I made sure to tape as soon as I got home. I started recording that whole game that I wanted to watch. I wanted to watch. Uh, Hada's facial expressions in the dugout, which, uh, you know, we got a lot. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was it was anticipated, I think, when when from the time that Shin Nosuke Abe was brought up to the first team for in the middle of the season, uh, we're like, we, the writing is not only on the wall, it's on the ceiling, it's on the floor, it's on the doors. All the mirrors have writing. I mean, we could tell it was a, it was a calculated and orchestrated and not only anticipated thing, it was, you know, well executed at the end. So, um, of course, the end, the end of two years later than, than Yomiri <laughs> expected it to be. Right. Right. This is the case of the the, the doctor saying, well, we don't think you're going to make it, you know, six more months. And then, you know, five years later, the guy's still walking the streets, <laughs> but, um, 
yeah, you 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 mentioned that I guess the situation in Yomiuri land <laughs> we had talked during the season was was not steady and that Hada probably was not long for this situation and uh Abe replacing him not again not a surprise uh, I think if if we were living in in the states or somewhere in the in the western world and we had a lot of sports talk radio this would have been fodder for guys to talk about all season long but we we don't we don't live in that world and you know mm. while I listen to some of the radio sports talk it's there's just not much out there our culture really is different in that respect and these guys talk about baseball before games and sometimes after games but it's not 24 7 like we have so I guess where, where do we want to start I I mean there were there was a good speech well, I think that Hada talked about the I missed the, the speech so I can't really speak to it so. okay yeah uh in the speech uh, on the field there because I didn't see the pressers. I know that there was there were pressers later. I'm not sure if it was the same day or later, but uh, you once told this story on JBW way back in the day that uh, uh, Hada's father said, "Hey, when uh, and so Hada, Hada mentioned this this whole story and talking about the fact that his father told him one day he said, "Look, when you lay your head down on the pillow, make sure you just go to sleep." If there's whatever is bothering you, if there's something you want to think about, turn the light on, go sit in a chair and think about it there. But when you are ready to go to sleep, you use the bed for sleeping, not thinking about other things. So he told that story. And I remember you mentioning that mm. years ago. Yeah. And uh, then he turned the mic over and the team over to Abe, who, you know, he looks like he's thinner and fitter than he was when he was playing <laughs> in his playing days. He looks ready to take over the stress and the the whole, I guess, mental approach that you have to have to be the Giants manager. It's so mm. much different. Um, and yeah, we saw Tomoyuki Sugano, his uh, Hara's nephew, crying. We saw the players, you know, really showing their emotions and and saying goodbye to their longtime manager here in three stints seven over 17 years and uh he has a lot of stats I, I i did have him looked up here and 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 they were all you know ready on the broadcast with all the uh career obituary numbers um <laughs> uh 17 seasons in all nine league titles three japan series titles 100 i'm sorry 1000 291 victories that's the most in franchise history he's a legendary manager now even though there was no v9 of the nine consecutive uh, japan series titles and all that stuff but he is up there so um yeah how do you view this whole situation with him leaving and where he leaves the franchise and how he leaves the franchise and what do you see coming up next a whole bunch of questions for you go <laughs> well i can't you know as i'm going to have to write about things about Hara much later. I did write about his exit uh, last week, uh, I think on Monday, mm -hmm. Monday or, or I don't know, over the weekend, perhaps, whether the Giants would pull the plug on Hara uh, after the owner said, well, we have to think about his situation, which is was, was like the kiss of death. Unlike, yeah, you said that last week and I yeah. you know, was right spot on. Yeah. And my thinking on it is this uh, everything everything with the giants goes back to well i don't want to say who's at fault i haven't thought about it a lot it, other than i'll tell you one thing i'll spring one thing as sort of a preview of my next horror article because 
uh, and Jason picked up on this. I, I started it that Hara had a, a a smartphone application developed for him that was called Who's My Second Baseman? And uh, Jason has repeated that one a lot. So thanks, Jason. <laughs> for giving giving something I said currency somewhere, you know, bound hey, to once in a while, accident. Once, yeah, once in a while you you, you get one. Once in yeah, a while, by accident, as they say, a <laughs> blind pig finds an acorn now and then. A blind so, pig and an acorn. All right. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, so anyway, bring home the bacon, dude. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, I was looking and I thought, where, where would I might find that? But I did find that by a huge margin. Hara's Giants, during his 17 years managing, had used four, far more, like 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 way more than the NPB average for the number of players who played 40 games at shortstop or more in a season. Like you know the during the. Uh, can you repeat that for those who okay. are working out and didn't, didn't catch yeah, that? Because that, that's, that's complicated. Indeed. So I was looking at like how often, because this came to my attention uh, in Hara's second stint as Yomiri Giants manager after he trashed, he got rid of the, his first second baseman, Toshihisa Nishi. And his second stint, he went through a stretch for about five or six years where every year, he started the season with a new second baseman. Uh, three of them were, were imports, and then there was a new Japanese guy, and every year it was going to be like, and then they got a free agent. And so, and then, you know, he'd get partway through the season and he'd get fed up with that guy and he'd start using somebody else, and he'd get fed up with that guy and start using somebody else. And so I thought, where would this might show up? But he used uh, per season. He used far more guys getting 40 or more games at second base than any other manager in Japan. Wow. Wow. So, I mean, it's it's quite uh, remarkable. So anyway, that was the that was uh, was that. But this year, I, th- I think the thing to me, I mean, I read a number of different things, people who supported Hara and said it was all the players fault. And people who said, no, it was Hara's fault. And I, 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 what I think is Hara had really gotten into this situation. Of course, at the end, you know, it's funny. Sometimes at the end, people are really clear. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to win games when they're not. Uh, when it seems like there's no need to cover things up uh, or no, no need to polish things. People tend, people sometimes. Ichiro Suzuki was this was this way with his uh, his press conference announcing his signing with the Marlins, and also with his press conference announcing his retirement. He was extremely open and saying, telling it how it was. Oh yes, I remember and, that. Yeah, which is really rare for him. And the river Hara, was flowing that night. Yeah, yeah, and Hara <laughs> was like that a little bit because he said at the end uh, two things that I want to just mention. I, as I said, I didn't watch the whole thing. I did see some of his quotes, and I did catch him after the game when the Giants players were lined up, going up to each player and calling it by their nickname. And I that really touched me uh, because he could be. Uh, 
the 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 longer he was Giants manager, it seemed like the more distant he got from the players. Mm. And I, you know, I think in his his heart, you know, he was always really close. But I think that distance was had to do with some other thing with his age and his way of thinking. Uh, he hadn't really adjusted, although he did find a second baseman in Naoki Yoshikawa. Uh, he hadn't really adjusted to changes within the organization very well. And, and my take on it was he'd, he'd become, he'd always had this little, this strain of blaming players in the media, Mm -hmm. but it was always pretty subtle and he always with a kind of sense of humor, but I found more and more the last uh, three or four years that it was becoming more and more like how can i possibly win with these guys you know they're not acting right they're not doing this right they're not doing that right i know this year uh yuji akahoshi pitcher yuji akahoshi and and pretty much every pitcher who worked out of the bullpen Mm -hmm. was a subject of his ire you know What's wrong with you guys? None of my pitchers can pitch in the eighth. The eighth inning was a particular problem, and he was swapping in pitchers and swapping out pitchers. Like you know, he he was planning to go to you know some like it was a reality show, TV show, or something. Mm. Like you know, guess who Harris pitch eighth inning pitcher is going to be today? Um, so that was the thing and, and sort of the, the public criticism, I think that war on people, the, and another thing I think that war on his players was they, I think they began to think that Harad really stopped having a clue. Hmm. He started doing more and more things that were sort of inexplicable seat of the pants kind of things, gut feelings like, like, uh, his former, um, his mentor, his mentor uh, Shigo Nagashima was famous for and right. then coming and then coming up with the most ridiculous explanations for him and trying to use catchy words to make it sound, you know, like he was a sort of an Osaka style uh, Japanese comedian <laughs> uh, where, you know, one, one guy plays this, there's a straight, it's sort of an Abbott and Costello thing where one guy plays the fool and one guy plays the straight man he was trying to be kind of the the fool in that, you know, where he'd give a, a stupid name, but always trying to make it sound like he was doing it from an kind of an intellectual basis, you know. But he would come up with these silly names, and like, and he would challenge the media to figure out what it meant, you know. He he had this running thing with the media. So I don't know what it was, but I I, I certainly have said in the past, and I've, I've been wandering here and there too much, but I'll say this is he certainly and. Giants fans I know said he thinks he he uh, at some point after he was uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. during his uh, absence his three year absence from managing the Giants that's where I heard the story about his dad. Oh, okay. What was in his Hall of Fame uh, induction announcement? Mm-hmm. Uh, at some point after the Hall of Fame, I think he began to think of himself as kind of a managing genius. Like if he just gave it enough thought, everything would work out. And I sure. think it frustrated him when things didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, 
age catches up with uh, with everybody as individuals. I probably do. I do weird stuff too that I probably have no business doing. So no, I, I don't. Uh, you know, it's 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 a human nature. So right. yes, uh, I don't blame him for that. I'm and I and I and I applaud him for for being you know the person he is and standing in front of a crowd and doing it. I wouldn't I wouldn't go on TV every day and live my normal life in public. Hell no! Yeah, it's a, it's a challenge, and and this let's face it, this job is not easy. Any of these high-profile marquee clubs, when you go out there, I mean, imagine if you had switched uh, Shinjo Tsuyoshi Shinjo with with Tatsunori Hara and had Shinjo managing the Giants, the, doing the quirky things that he does. It would just, I mean. You talk about sleeping and putting you when you lay your head on the pillow. Go use the pillow to go. I mean, use the bed for for sleeping and not thinking about baseball and all that stuff. She I think would never Shinjo sleep. would be looking for hidden explosives. Yeah, he'd never sleep. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know? that's that's so true. And and one of the you know, and I, I don't mention it, but I, I speak a lot about the Hanshin Tigers having to deal with the media, but and the Giants have that too. You know, as I said, he got Haro would get really testy with the media, uh, and and often sort of lay traps and tricks for them in his press conferences. But the real the real trick to being a Giants manager is also managing the uh, the old the former Giants mm-hmm. who are most of them in the media and blogging about the team. Or on TV and or on TV, jibber jabbering about the team. That's right. Chiding then, the managers. <laughs> right. And then whenever something they think they know more about, then they show up at practice and are telling the players what to do. And here's this guy who's a Hall of Famer, perhaps. Or and they have media yeah. access, so they can. It's not like you know they just walk in and see people say, "Oh yes, sir, come this way and and come onto the field." They have media access. That's why they, they can walk do it. in. Yeah, they just walk in. And if they're at Yomiuri Land, they just show up. And and I think I haven't actually we haven't I haven't talked to him about this. And I I look forward to a chance of actually talking with Haro one to one, which is something that I haven't done in just gazillions of years. It seems since we were both young, and uh, and ask him about the the bit with with Warren Cromarty and Kazumo Okamoto. And because it seems to me from what I've gathered that Hara brought Warren Cromarty in to be Okamoto's personal batting coach Mm -hmm. as a way of giving him somebody he could concentrate on the, on the message as opposed to listening to 27 different former giants. Who wanted to tell him to do something different? Different, yeah, yeah. Because young players don't can't tell, can't say, you know, shut the f up. <laughs> not in Japan. They might be able to no. say that in other places, but not here. Yeah, no. So, so that's a real problem with the Hanshin Tigers and the Yomiuri Giants in particular. And the the manager managing that was, uh, you know, you you got to really do. You got to that requires special talent that most managers aren't required to have. Right, right. So yeah, this could be its own podcast. We've got to move along here and mm. uh, move on. But yeah, it's just not not a shock and, and not a surprise in who's taking over with Abe. And I look at him and I'm thinking, okay, this is a guy who I guess is is sort of prime, sort of ready. I, I mm. wouldn't say he's either. 
but he, ha- he has some, yeah he has some experience and uh, because he was on the farm and and again they moved him up to be bench coach uh mid-season or something like that it was just really weird and now he's going to be out front uh we don't know what his I, I didn't i shouldn't say we don't know i didn't see yet uh, any stories about who's going to stay on who's going to stay off i did talk to zealous wheeler when i was out there uh, on wednesday he's not sure if he's going to be back uh but and and again he's um she knows skate abe is taking over a team a lot of people think underachieved and yep. I, I i just I, I don't think it did i i had this team finishing fourth i think in my predictions and that's exactly where the team finished and anyway i'm, I'm looking at abe as a manager and and I just remember him as as the the ornery catcher, you know, the veteran catcher who was sometimes uh, dealing with his pitchers by, let's say, in a big brotherly manner, mm-hmm. <laughs> using his hands and not his words, so to speak. Um, but I'm curious to see him in action as a manager and how he's going to handle these situations. And again, we've watched Tatsunori how to use four pitchers to get three batters out. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> at times. So I'm wondering how he's going to use pitchers. I'm just really anxious and curious to see how Abe goes about this whole managing thing on this level and how he stands up to the criticism and how he stands up to the basically the failure when his players don't execute the things that uh, he expects because that's not, you know, his. he doesn't take those things sitting down. Let's put it that way. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Uh, interesting. I'll tell you what, actually, the last thing that struck me was how Hara made his exit. Because <clears throat> I was writing about how, you know, the reason, that, because first of all, I assumed if he's got a three-year contract, no way he's leaving. But then as soon as the manager said that, I thought, okay, now something's going on. Mm. What I thought was going on was uh, the team went to him and basically said, we don't want you back next year, but you can't do to us what you did two years ago, which le- was leaked to the media and say, I'm not planning to go. Uh, right. It has The reason for that is the Giants have had this thing for probably four, probably close to 50 years now. They don't want to be embarrassed by their ma- by firing a manager. They want every manager to be leaving of his own volition. Sure. And Hara's got another year in his contract. And so they went to him. I'm sure they, they of course, they gave him a promotion. He's now special assistant to the owner, mm-hmm. special consultant to the owner. And I'm certain he's not going to lose a penny. Hmm. And I'm certain of all these things. And then he got to do two things. He got to say, I decided I was going to leave Friday night when the Giants finished fourth. When the team owner was still hemming and hawing about it, Har had already decided, right? Of course mm. he did. You know that ain't true. Or right. let's play, I doubt that's true. I think the team went to him and said, you're done. But if he had refused, they probably, I think they would have then said, okay, we can't make you quit, but if you if you want to stay on till next year, you can only do that if you say next year will be my last year. Mm-hmm. 
and then you're done and you're out and we don't want nothing to do with you. Right. So but you, by you get that pension, baby. Ball, yeah. <laughs> by playing ball, Hara spun it again. <laughs> it seems to be a week for that <laughs> about messaging. Uh, Hara spun it. So not only did I decide Friday, I made the decision that I, I had had enough. I'm the one who decided that Shinosuke Abe would be my successor. That was the, for me, that was the quote in his, in the stuff he said at the stadium at Tokyo Dome that struck me. No. There is no way. On God's yeah, green. <laughs> there is no way in hell the manager is deciding who the next manager is. Yeah. I mean, typically, no, no. They told him Abe's going to be, your, you're leaving and Abe's going to be your guy. So when the press count, he says, okay, but in exchange for your leaving, you get to pretend like you're calling the shots. Yeah. Yeah. I, I missed that part. I didn't hear that in the speech. In yeah. He said, I just, I have decided that Shinosuke Abe will be my successor. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. That nice pulling the old Al, Al Haig there. I'm in charge here. <laughs> exactly well done yeah so uh so yeah again like i said we got to move on and we will talk a little bit about abe next week but there was one note uh before we go here uh hirokazu ibata has become the top samurai so to speak uh this past week yeah they named him uh, the new manager of the samurai japan team and he's also going to be overseeing the under 15 national squad so Geez, oh, that's I, a promotion too because yeah. he was managing the under twelve team. Okay, so geez, I say to that, where are the dragons? Why, why are they getting more of Kazuyoshi Tatsunami when they could have had Ibata? Now Ibata, you know, I he's a quiet guy. Yeah, I was surprised to see him on Proyaku News when yes. he started there because he doesn't really talk that much, and he did a good job, even though he wasn't a. I, how do I say this? He wasn't an enunciator. They got him to speak up and speak more, but he still wasn't clear. Sometimes he was he speaks like i do you know i'm not a clear speaker i'm a mumbler at times but I, i'm just not sure what kind of a manager he's going to be but he does have coaching experience he was coaching with the giants so he has that and you said you said he was an under 12s guy so that's that's interesting because those are little kids these are the big boys but you know what i expect to see is a guy who uh he may he might be a one of those communicators who's he's he few with words but the words that he is going to use are going to be clear and they're going to be heard. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not going to be, it's not, there won't be that many mixed messages. I think it'll be fairly clear what's going to go on. So I'm interested to see how he does with that part. He's going to have to do a lot of press conferences. Um, I did see his press conference in which at the beginning, I guess he was a little bit nervous and he had some things memorized and he, got it out of order or messed up or you know stepped on himself a little bit like i do i again we we all do it so that's that's not a criticism it just happens and um but i'm thinking come on man uh maybe the dragons are just going to see what he does and then get him to be the manager i mean i'm going to put it out there when tatsunami gets fired next year uh <laughs> but it, you know it can't be next year that tatsunami gets fired because when's the next wbc we got to wait until they even play a tournament so ah. it's going to be a while before he well, actually can take catch. over for the dragons yeah go ahead now i was you know i was a little annoyed at that they selected 
Ibata, not not because he can't possibly do the job, but that he has no professional experience managing. Hmm. Uh, and the last time they tried that was with Hiroki Kokobo, and he was pretty much a disaster. He <laughs> not not only had he never managed, he'd never coached. He hadn't even managed or coached the under twelve team. Right, and at least Ibata has some coaching experience on, sure, with, the, he's, with the Giants on the top yeah, team. Yeah, he's he's coached the Giants for two years. Uh, and he also was a coach with the national team. He's, he's so that's that. So he's in between. Uh, he's in between. Then the next guy who managed the national team after that was Atsunori Inaba, who had never managed, but he was a longtime coach. And he had coached the national team for years. And he coached with the Nippon Ham Fighters for years. So he didn't get to manage in the WBC, but. You know, he he certainly knew what he was doing more than Inaba than uh, uh, Hiroki Kokobo Hiroki Kokobo did. So he's a little bit in between them. Okay, and now the last manager, of course, we're all applauding. You know, we were all applauding uh, Nippon Professional Baseball's subsidiary NPB Enterprises for selecting. Uh, uh, Hideki Kuriyama after the fact, but we all knew. The, what that selection process was. Hey, let's hit that guy. What's his name who managed o, o, Otani? What was it, that Curry, Curry Saki? What was that guy's name? Kuriyama, Kuriyama. Oh, yeah, yeah. And hold on, get his record. You know, did he ever win anything? Hey, he managed for 10 years. He won two pennants. Holy cow. <laughs> but, but like, yeah, come on. Who cares? He managed Otani. It means we'll get Otani. Okay, okay, let's get him. You know, that was the process. He managed Otani, so let's get him. And the, the hiring of Ibata means pretty much they've gone to back to, we don't have a clue. <laughs> but as a codicil to that, as an exception to that, as a, as a little bit of surprising logic, they decided on a new tactic, which was Ibata has been hired to manage uh, through this year's Asian Pro Baseball Championship at Tokyo Dome in November uh -huh. and through next year's Premier, the 2024 Premier 12 in November. Okay. Period. Oh. So they're going to get a chance to see if he grows into the job or not. And in the meantime, they'll be able to. Find, they hope they'll be able to find somebody else. He's a little bit of a stopgap manager, which makes perfect sense. Gotcha. You know, don't hire somebody. You know, don't hire somebody just to hire somebody. Well, which put is, him on probation. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. No, I think it's a great job, and I think had they done that, um, Hiroki Kokobo never would have managed the 2017 <laughs> WBC. Not, you know, they did well for a team that had no MLB players, but they do need, they need that, you know, the, the players need to know that the NPB has really thought carefully who the manager is and is supporting the manager because it shows that NPB has a plan that's worth their sacrifice of their time. Sure, sure. And just right. picking, you know, picking Koji Yamamoto. Picking names. A, yeah, exactly. Just picking big names. Yeah. Hey, hey, that guy hasn't got a real job. Let's see. I don't know. I'll bet he can't turn us down. 
So anyway, so I thought that and I wish him the best of luck. I always thought of, of him as a very methodical and very, very smart player. You know, he, I, I won't say I don't know he's smart, but he always played a very smart game. Yes. He always had, you know, he had everything covered that his physical skills would let him cover as a mm-hmm. hitter. Mm-hmm. Tremendous offensive player. I think that is really, really overlooked. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's, he's in contrast to this, of course, now he's on the hall of fame ballot. He's getting very little traction when a guy like Masahiro, uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Like Michael Westmay wants me to pronounce it. Kawaii, um, Hawaii, who won one best nine and, and really no, and won a bunch of golden gloves and Ibanta won four best nines uh you know he was really the the premier shortstop of his era mm. in the central league and yep. and kawaii was kawaii was just one of the you know he was just the good glove and the bunter and the bunter yeah um you know the thing i thought about immediately was that he's he bought the such a clever and thinking player just like Tatsunami had been as a player always thinking always trying to figure out uh what in the batter's box what is the approach that's coming at him and just a thinking man's player but I also thought well tying this under 15 team to the top team guy means maybe there's a philosophy there's some leadership um, and, and there's some continuity that could keep Japan strong at the base. And so that I thought that was a good idea, whether or yeah, not the team wins or not, whether or not the, the results come with it, at least you have some continuity throughout. So thinking of thinking of it as a top team and a <laughs> your first team and your third team, <laughs> but um, at least you establish and you see some of these players come out and you give them the advice and the coaching at that point that they can use in their careers as they move forward and eventually come back to you on the top team at at the national level or international level that that's really smart so i I really like that whole thing so looking forward to seeing this yeah i'm looking forward to yeah it'll be good and it'll be fun in november see how that plays out all right so uh we don't have time to answer these questions but we do have some high heat questions on deck mike thank you for your question let us Mm. know where you're from and then we've got a an interesting um I guess a, a whole podcast <laughs> from our buddy Glenn in Tokyo. So, uh, and we'll see who we can get together to join us for that. So we've got those coming up, but anyone else who has a question, hit us up on X slash twitter.com with the hashtag high heat, leave us an email with a uh, MP3 hint, hint at Y-A-K-Y-U-J-O-H-N at gmail.com or go to our Facebook page and Hit us up there. Now, I did get a notice this week that uh, Google Podcast is going to discontinue after this year, unfortunately. So if you're listening to us via Google Podcast, please switch over to another player. RSS Radio is a good player. And then you've got iTunes, the player that comes on the iPhone. That's that's a really good one as well. Um, We are not on Spotify, so don't look for us there. Although I'm trying to figure out how to I don't have time to do it. I've got twins and I've got a job and I've got exercise that I have to do. So, uh, but uh, how to get us on Spotify and other platforms. But um, anyway, um, so yeah, uh, if you're listening via Google podcasts, be aware that that's going to be discontinued. 
So you only be able to uh, listen to us on the to the new. I suppose you can keep the old ones <laughs> that are downloaded, but the new shows that are uploaded after December will not be uploaded to Google Bot podcasts anymore. So anyway, we've got a great Monday uh, coming up with this last day of regular season baseball. And then we'll take a look at the PLCS and the CLCS for next week. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Enjoy your playoffs. And see you at the postseason ballparks, y'all. Follow the hosts on Twitter at JBW Podcast and at JBall Allen. Submit your questions with hashtag high heat and listen for an answer in an upcoming episode. <laughs>